Hey, Mons. Danny, I hear that you're listening to uh, some Rob Thomas over there. How's it going? You know, we... Uh, it's always a fun game to play, like what genre a hotel will be playing in the lobby as you walk through it. And I'm at the uh, I'm at the El Conquistador. El Conquistador. In Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, yeah. also pronounced. I believe that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. I believe that's yeah. how it's pronounced. I've heard some people say Tucson, but, you know, it is weird. Um, so Tucson, Arizona, El Conquistador teaching at a uh, chess camp. The, the, the country's really preeminent. It's like the top the top chess camp. This is like 80 kids and um, it actually has rating requirements. So you have to be a certain uh, rating just to get in. And um, it's uh, hosted by my, my friend and, and Tuxen resident, Robbie Adamson. He does a pretty good job, but um, I, I try to get out of it as much as I can. And so I've, I've taught here 10 of the 14 years he's done it, which is more than any of the other constructors, but I always, um, I always try to get out of it. And then he always like pulls me back and it's just, you know, but it's okay. I'm here. It's fun. I'm uh, in a hotel. I'm up early in a conference room here with the door shut. So those with the keenest of ears might might barely hear us the sweet sounds of Rob Thomas uh, out the door. But, I don't, but Rob Thomas, by the way, also I, I talked last week about my wife's crushes on Ryan Reynolds, Jimmy Fallon, and John Cusack. Rob Thomas is there too. Oh my goodness. I think it's because he sounds like, he just sounds so sultry, right? Rob Thomas is like a... I feel like he's flirting with me in the song. That's how I it mean, feels. Yeah. yeah, he's he's um, he's hitting that part of the brain where it's soothing, it's relaxing. Um, <laughs> but it's also like it's piquing your curiosity. Like, well, what's he going to say next? What's he going to yeah. do next? Right. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. I'm on I'm on the road. Normally, Matsi is on the road, but maybe you are Matsi. Where where are you at? No, not yet. Not yet. It's coming. It's happening soon. I will also partake in the sweet, soothing sounds of Rob Thomas and all of Matchbox 20 um, right. if it partakes, you know, and I think it's interesting, too, is it's it's not just elevator music, it's like certain hotels and certain places, they get really into certain types of music. And um, we all know that when a Rob Thomas song comes on, you're in the right place and you've uh, right. picked a right choice. And it's funny because I was going to open up and I was going to say, you know, I'm, I'm sure you you had a very similar morning to me. You woke up next to the love of your life. You poured yourself a beautiful coffee. Mm-hmm. You're talking to one of your best friends in the world. Yep. Um, and then I was sad, sad to know that I had none of those things were true besides the last one, I hope. Yeah, um, well, no, no the, the last one for sure. And it helps because I didn't sleep very well last night because there was a massive storm, like the kind of storm where there's like lightning and the thunder is so loud, like you think a bomb went off, right? I mean, oh, just crazy. Yeah. And so it was... Um, the monsoon, Is it monsoon season? Yeah, exactly. The monsoons in the southwest are they're a real thing, which at this point you can't complain because you want a break from the 115, 120. Um, so you can't really complain, but you know, it would have been nice. Um would have been nice if we could have skipped that moment of not sleeping last night. But uh, also, yeah. the worst part of traveling is the lack of good coffee. You, you number two that you highlighted, right? I mean, okay, maybe the for worst part's number one. Sorry, honey, not waking up to the love of your life, but the, yeah, the, the road coffee. There. Road coffee is just not great. I tend, I, I find myself enjoying some tea. I, I, I'm a big. I, I'll get a passion iced tea from Starbucks, no sweetener. Natch, um, good choice. So, so that's um, a, you know, that's my go-to afternoon. Get a little tart in my mouth. I'm a big tart guy, so that's my go-to. Would you say it's your afternoon delight? <laughs> exactly. And I, there's, there's definitely some skyrockets in flight, but uh, yeah. So that's that's what my week has been, and it's going to be that way for a few more days. And yes, and I'm doing chess, doing the chess the old the school way with chess boards, and you know, not not this video stuff and and commentary on the web, right? The old school yeah. chess. 
that, that, that craziness. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, I call it conference coffee. So there's a very clear distinguishing point of there's like hotel coffee and then there's conference coffee. I'm not really sure which one's worse. It's really hard to say. Often you get the the uh, privilege of that there's a Starbucks in the actual hotel and then you're like delighted because you're no longer drinking hotel coffee which is terrible or conference coffee which is equally if not even more terrible and then you actually get to sip on some some burnt starbucks coffee and And, and i am sipping on that i'm sipping on a medium medium uh, pike roast here from the starbucks in the in the el El conquistador lobby so yeah that's exactly what i'm doing yeah, and, and, and I know that I'm about to be that way, to be honest with you. It's going to be some painful travel, and uh, I've been blundering left and right. I've uh, given Alaska Airlines way too much money for change fees this week. Oh, um, it's, been a, it's been a crazy, not my fault, I swear, Danny, not my fault. So we got some big internal conferences coming up. I'm also going to be, uh, that's in Vegas, and I'm going to be also in D.C. This is my schedule. We're going we're gonna to have fun this recording is, next week. This is going to be wild. That's going to be wild. I leave for Vegas on Sunday. Not not too bad. I get there. Um, I present in front of basically enti- the entire Microsoft company on uh, for five minutes on wow. uh, on Monday morning. Yeah, we're, this is like our big. This is our big one. This is our big uh, big show. This is wow. Are you nervous? Um, no, not really. I, I've done it before. I just I just presented in front of our entire org, um, which was live streamed to like you know tens of thousands of people around the globe. Um, I did this one before we had a smaller, we used to do smaller kind of shows where we kind of get everyone kind of training and these big companies put everyone together and everyone presents on stuff. It's like a conference for yourself so you can better be ready for, for what's coming next. Right. Um, we call it ready. And, um, we used to do them in Seattle, but they're like, you know, let's just make it bigger. We'll rent out all of Vegas and put everyone there. I'm like, that sounds great. So I don't get too nervous about it. I think that I just take it as any of them. If I have really good confidence in the product and I'm feeling pretty good about it. And this is something I love. So I do, I think I feed off the audience size when people are reacting and stuff like that. So we'll see how it goes. You know, things could, things could blunder away or things could not. It's like, it's like a great game of chess. You could open up with an E4 and you could. You could end with uh with your uh, with with a draw, or you could you could end with a, with a sweet victory, <laughs> I, I love, or you could be exchanging. I love when your chess analogies start with like super confidence because you're just you're just awesome and you're you know a professional speaker, and then mid chess analogy you're like trying to think of how you're going to wrap it up <laughs> and how you're going to end it and work through the chess game. <laughs> no idea, I have no idea basically either. That's that's the best part. Uh, all I know is I can open with an e four. So then I get there and I present at like eight thirty or nine in the morning, and then I hop, I go straight to McCarran Airport and uh right back right so suitcases are coming with me from the tropicana over to the over to the uh to the mgm um straight to the mccarran airport flying to dc gonna land in dc well i have to stop somewhere else like dallas in between of course Mm -hmm. stop in dc and get to the hotel about 10 o'clock at night wake up the next day present around three o'clock of course bring my luggage to my session because i have to be in a taxi immediately after to catch a flight at six o'clock back to Vegas. Because wow. <laughs> then I have presentations in Vegas on Wednesday and Thursday and then Thursday night, or Friday morning, instead of Friday night, I changed this. So this is my other change um, back to Seattle. So um, pretty good. That's nuts, man. That's crazy. Yeah, a little nuts. And it doesn't sound like a lot because like, oh, you're just like flying here and here. I was like, oh, no. Yeah, it's like that. Those flights are like six hours. You know what I mean? And you that many flights in three days is is pretty nutty. So we'll see how it goes. I'm pretty excited about it. You're going to be like Tom Hanks in that movie where he's trapped in the terminal. Except up in the air. uh, No, that's 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 Clooney, right? 
Yeah, it's Clooney. I don't know what's going on out there? Are they rolling by like a massive? Um, I don't know what they're doing. Apologies for whatever hotels do outside of your lobby. Um, uh, you're in the morning, room. so um, yeah, up in the air with Clooney. That was that was okay. And then I'm talking about the one where Tom Hanks butchered a Russian accent. You're talking about somebody who I I, I do Russian accents like regularly. Like Uncle Sasha makes an appearance on my TV shows. Um, Are you, you know, thinking of Terminal? Yeah, the terminal with Catherine Zeta Jones, I think, and 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 I don't, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't buy Hank's accent. I think that was a mistake. But uh, anyway, well, I digress. So, so okay, well, that's good. What else? I mean, talking about talking about movies. I mean, okay. yeah, I will say that um, I tried to watch a movie. I've been getting recommendations nonstop, nonstop, nonstop for John Wick. Have you seen John Wick? I haven't seen either one, but I've also gotten recommendations. Basically, if you're if you know what you're getting into. Like, it's just, like, a crazy amount of ridiculousness and Keanu being Keanu, right? Um, mm-hmm. But Keanu. I, I'm curious about your, your review of it, because I've heard good reviews, so I want to hear, hear, what did you think? So, I won't take too long, because I didn't get very far into the movie, but everyone said that, like, you have to watch John Wick 1 to get into John Wick 2, which apparently is, like, the um, the most amazing movie ever, but, like, you should watch them back to back as a four hour stanza, you know, like if you're doing a Lord of the Rings, but instead of right. getting through half of one movie, right. you're through two movies. Um, and so here's what happened is Heather and I sat down to watch it. And here's the mistake that we made. We did not prepare ourselves for what the movie was about at all because we didn't read anything about it. We just saw Keanu and I figure it'll be Keanu. who will probably say a word or two and um, and he'll right. look weird into the camera. And right. that's, that's mostly what happened. But then, like, right off the bat, you're like, sad story, things happen, it's sad. And then all of a sudden, there's, there's like, like someone, you know, he gets, like, his house broken into. And then uh, and then something really bad happens to, to like, an animal. And we're, like, got to turn it off too sad. So, well, it, yeah, it, I, mean, I want to go back and watch it. But Heather's, like, mm, I'm over it. So, I get it. You know, it. It's, a, it, it's hard. And she's not really super into... She likes action movies. So like, I think she would like Baby Driver because there's not like, there's some shooting right. and there's some killing, but it's not excessive and it's not there's, sad. There's it's nothing not, gruesome, right? There's yeah. not that. It's like my wife would really like Tarantino movies from for the perspective that, you know, Tarantino does, he does dialogue and he builds tension through the conversations of the characters like, mm-hmm. you know, like nobody else. Or people maybe, maybe sometimes match it, but it's like you watch, you know, Inglorious Bastards or something and you just, it's just amazing, right? The tension that he builds as they like have this sort of like passive aggressive conversation. But then, unfortunately, it goes to like you know somebody somebody dying in like a really graphic and gruesome way, and then she yeah. just can't take it. So it's yeah. like uh, so that's tough. Well, too bad. I mean, I, I I look forward to your review. I might do the same thing, but if I'm gonna watch it, that's a good tip. I will not be watching it with the wifey. It'll be uh, it'll be a guys meetup maybe. So we'll see. Yeah. Talking about commentary, I gotta say that um, I watched this later. I know we're gonna get to some chess later, but I was blown away by some latest blitz chess analysis that you did too because uh, you were noticing that i was trying to analyze chess as um as a kind of speaker here and i have a terrible time of doing it i was blown away by you you analyze this other game and um do you enjoy doing Uh, blitz commentary versus normal those things are super well received so uh, and you always get you see the comments very rarely do you get almost all positive comments on youtube i mean ever right and uh the, um, does that happen? Is that not it? Yeah, no, it's not a thing. It's just a matter of time before somebody, you know. Um, but no, like people really like that style. I think I think most of the credit goes to my team for being, uh, you know, they just do such a good job on site. And, you know, we work with the organizers, uh, Peter Dockers, who's the, the world's greatest chess journalist. You see pretty much all news uh, that matters written by Peter Dockers these days. Um, 
uh, he was on site, and he, um, him and uh, Maria, who also works for us, they, they they got all the footage, which I think really makes that video. People just love seeing Nakamura and Carlson go at it, and then, you know, I basically, you know, analyze the game well. You got to know your stuff so that once you start recording, you just, you know, you kind of commentate as it is natural. But it's really fun. We'll put a link to it here. I hope people that aren't into chess check it out, because it's the kind of thing I think the people that don't know chess would appreciate. But yeah. um Commentary oh, is that's that's what we do, right? So I, I like it. But speaking of comments, we actually we got some listener feedback this week. Yeah, I we got love two. listener feedback. I know is your favorite thing, and it's more more comment based instead of questions. But that's okay because we love when people um, tell us that we're doing a great job and are listening about it, and, and kind of it's always fun to kind of hear a little bit about where people found us and, and, right. and kind of their side of the things. <laughs> and actually. Kelly to be making fun of me this week. I love it. Go ahead. Kelly first wrote in and uh, this is actually two emails back to back each week. And I love follow ups, too. So the first one was just of uh, how Kelly found us. Uh, basically, Danny and his, his Chess Today show, which I'll link to in the show notes, of course, which I, I watch. And by the shameless, way, on Chess shameless Today. plug on my Chess Today show. I should do more shameless plugs, though. I mean, I do every session, every session I give. I, I uh, when I present, I have a shameless plug yeah. to merge conflict just because it's like the correct audience, you know, right. Um, people want to hear more of you. Yeah. So that's, that's good. It was funny. I was watching Chess Today, actually. And so you were in a very singy mood. This was maybe a few days ago. And uh, Heather's like, oh, what? Uh, are you listening to some Spotify or something there? I was like, no, it's just Danny. And, and you were just <laughs> she was like cracking up. And I'm like, all right, I'll pause this because I don't know if you can handle this. Oh, no, um, it's terrible. I, you know what I, I did is I um, I had a Friday. It was a Friday. I think it, I think the Bullet Brawls is where I went nuts, right? I just started singing. And I was just going through the playlist in my mind. And um, talking about, you know, we touched on, you know, artists like The Weeknd who you like, but then you realize you can't listen to with your kids because the lyrics are super suggestive and inappropriate for an 11-year-old. Accurate. You know, and then and they're yeah. really, they're better at recognizing the lyrics than I am, right? And then there's, you know, but then there's other songs. So I just, I went through the playlist. I apologize to everybody. Obviously, I'm not, you know, I, there's a reason I keep my day job with chess commentary, but, uh, you know, I enjoy you know, getting the old, getting the old song going. I feel like Friday's my day where I just like, I, whatever I'm doing is therapy for me. I'm going to do, Let it happen. do what I, I want to do. It just happened. I love it. So Kelly found us on Ch- uh, via Chess Today, which I love. I love shameless plugs of our show. Downloaded all the episodes. Also from Olympia, Washington, which is great because um, Kelly commented that coffee does run through 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 uh, uh, Kelly's vein. I don't know if Kelly is, is male or female. So I'm just going to keep saying Kelly. So through their veins. Um and uh, loving the show, ready for episode two. And literally the next week, Kelly must have listened to episode two or three at this point, because based on our recommendations, Kelly watched Magnus. And I really like this comment, um, which was um, commenting on how I was correct, which I appreciate, saying that it was kind of like Magnus's, uh, Carl Magnuson, um, entire oh life was in preparation for this documentary. It's kind of sad right. and inspiring at the same time, which I thought yeah. was a really interesting comment. I didn't, you know, I, I do look at it that way a little bit of no, of even I agree now. totally. In fact, it's funny because I'm on site here with one of the reasons I do this camp is, I mean, I, I do love teaching and it's it's fun to interact with the future generations. I mean, we've taught so many people at this chess camp. I've taught future grandmasters. I mean, I taught Robert Hess in the top group, and he's you know now somebody who's a strong American grandmaster who does commentary with me on Chess.com as he. Grew Grew up big and big and uh, strong, um, or at least strong. Um, and uh, the, you know, so it's so great to interact with them. But also, I get to hang out with my peers, who, you know, you don't always get to, you know, chill and kind of, you know, I get I get feedback that I really value about about the site and our direction, and then I get their opinions on stuff. And we all were talking about the Magnus documentary last night. Um, 
Oh, wow, and everybody cool. agreed the same thing. Like, wow, like even we're guys who like interact with Magnus personally, and we know the good and the bad of dealing with a lot of things, you know, about about um, the world's elite chess players. But it's just it was just a fascinating documentary, and it really did seem like they prepared from the beginning. We also talked about Get Out, which, of course, I've recommended as everybody agreed Get Out is like the, one of the greatest movies they've ever seen. So if you haven't seen Get Out yet, you need to get out and go see Get Out. Oh, my God. I just Isn't did, it that scary? Was adorable. What? Isn't it scary or is that the different one? It's it's a no, it's a it's a thriller, it, but it's I, I would equate it to, um, you know, it's it's a thriller of anticipation that the you know, when, when things actually reach their sort of tipping point, there's, you know, it, it, it gets a, it gets a little rough, but it, I don't think it's anything um, way over the top. It's okay. just the you know, it's a it's a psychological thrill ride. And but it is a. It is just a phenomenal movie. I mean, honestly, like every, I mean, there's a reason why it lasted almost 2,500 reviews at like 100% at Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, it's just, it's just insanely good. I'm going to say it's in our queue. It's in our queue. And I think we're prepared for it. We're like, we're in that state of mind, right? Unlike our John Wick watching, which is that we know what this one's about. And we got to be in that state of mind where we're ready to sit down for an hour and 44 minutes and digest it. Do you want to run through this next one before we get into yeah, sure. uh, so Jess, Jess Morrison also wrote in and uh, also heard from uh, we have two we have two, um, by the way, like gender neutral names. Like, I don't know if Kelly is a girl or a guy or Jess is a girl or a guy, by the way. Yeah, it could go could go either way, which is good. We actually right. have a we name our monkeys. Um, we have so we have a bunch of monkeys around. names. Yeah. And, and a lot of them have like like, you know. Um, Sebastian and, and, and Sweetheart and like all these other ones. But w- w- Jordan came to town and Jordan is our newest monkey arrival. Right. Um, you may see Jordan in the Xamarin show that I record on Channel 9. And Jordan's also um, neutral too. So, <laughs> so. Yeah, sorry about that. I don't know if yeah. someone's trying to come in. But anyway, so Jess, I guess I secretly hope that it's, um, I guess it's uh, female listeners because I think my demographics on YouTube say I have mainly, mainly male subscribers, but who knows? But anyway, Jess heard about us on YouTube and said that uh, it played on chess.com for a while and um, loving it. Uh, life, life, mo- I think, I think the, uh, he meant to say like mods, but he says he works in the IT field. So this podcast manages pretty much everything he loves or she loves about life. Um, great work, gentlemen. Keep it up. So cool. Thanks for the feedback. Not exactly uh, questions this week, but awesome. And uh, funny that found found it through my YouTube channel, but actually has a has a background in the IT field like you. It's all coming together, Mots. The world can get along. Things can work. You it's know? true. It makes sense. Tech, coffee, the playing chess, listening tech, to me coffee, and you. Playing chess, and and even even if technology is in some ways you know, pushing the envelope at times and ruining our lives. There are some good things. And I know that you are very excited about a good thing that's coming up. So go ahead, let people know you don't need to be ashamed. Go for it. Each and each and every year, Danny, I get so excited because there's this thing that Amazon does. And I'm sure that you've seen it as a prime member, um, especially experiencing your first prime now recently is they do this thing every year. It's called prime day. And if people don't know what Prime Day is because Amazon hasn't shoved it down your throat enough, it's this time of year where uh, Amazon's like, hey, we're going to put a bunch of stuff on sale and because uh, everything's already not on sale. We're going to group it all together. We're going to make a big deal out of this and we're going to call it Prime Day. And what you want to do is you want to get ready because on, on this day at this time, like everything's going to go live and like there's only certain quantities of stuff and you got to be, you got to do it. Like, boom, it's going to be great. It's like, it's like Black Friday, like after Thanksgiving, but it's in July and it's only on Amazon.com. 
And uh, Prime Day is terrible. It is the worst thing that has happened to technology in my life because you can't find anything. Here's what Amazon does. They're like, hey, we just put 10,000 items on sale. Can you go ahead and shift through 400 pages in the next five years of your life? This is one of the funny things about Amazon, by the way. Like, we don't touch on this much, but they have they have survived, you know, through such. I guess it's because their search tools are so good. So, because you can search and pretty and their algorithm, you know, is very good at guessing what you want. They survive a very like clunky browsing experience. And I, I and when you go through those massive pages on these Prime Days or Cyber Mondays or whatever. Uh, I often have had that feeling like, how does Amazon survive such a such a terrible UI sometimes? And I'm sure they're making tons of money. But if you go to Amazon.com, like it's just a huge banner for Prime Prime Day. And then what they're doing, I don't know if you know, is that they have a live stream like you can click and like every hour they do a live stream show from I don't know if it's from New York or it's from Seattle or their base. But they have like the cheesiest Q, QVC style where it's like it's like t- uh, it's totally there. It's like this dude is like I'm revealing this this tumbler and like this watch and like all this stuff because it's like the deal of the hour. And I'm <laughs> it's like, like an infomercial that creeps you out. That's just terrible. It's the worst. It is honestly the worst. Like, I'm so upset. Like, so yesterday, Heather and I, I'm like, let's go through the, let's go through the prime, prime day deals. This is going to be a good couple activity to do. And 10 minutes later, we're just like, we're so upset or we're yelling. No, we're not yelling at each other, but we're just like yelling at Amazon or like, did, did we already see that? And then they're like, refresh the page. I'm like, everything's in a different order now. It's like, ah. Right. <laughs> like, why did you refresh? You told me to refresh. Well, now we can't find the item that was at the top of the page. So, you know, it just, it just gets, I know. I, I don't. I don't play too much in Prime Day world. Luke does. Luke's a big Prime Day guy. I can't do it. I can't. I don't. If you are a listener and you participated in this year's Prime Day, explain yourself to me. How one you got through it? How did you survive? Because right. we would find something that we want. Like, oh, there's this cool towel or whatever, and they're like, a sold out. And you're like, oh, then I was like, show me not the sold out, right? I was like, show me the active. And it was like, no, that's that's everything, even if it's 100% claimed and sold out. And I was like, you're, you're ridiculous. I understand if you're right. going to buy Amazon products, right? If you're going to buy a new Dingus or a Kindle, probably a great time to buy one because they're on sale. Right. But if you're going to buy some, you know, batteries, like I just go, right. like they're always cheap on Amazon. Like I don't need to save an extra. No, exactly. And I think you're totally right. I think, I think it's why they do it, honestly. I think that Prime Day has become sort of a brand, uh, you know, it, 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 it improves their brand recognition in general. I would bet that, um, people who sign up for Prime and people that uh, look into Amazon products on those days uh, is definitely higher. And but uh, you know what's the point in, in stressing over? I think the one time I did a couple of years ago with Luke, I was in the market for a, a new TV, and he was kind of helping me. So we yeah. were looking for some Vizio, you know, some Vizio fifty-five inch that was supposed to be like insanely cheap. And what, the whole thing was so stressful in the end. It just obviously I walked away and you know went went into a Best Buy or something and bought yeah. the TV. It's like, oh, but, you're, um, you've driven me to brick and mortar. And I got I got to mention this. I just linked it to you in our Zencaster. But uh, Heather found this uh, BuzzFeed article. I don't really read BuzzFeed to an article, but it's called um, 18 Weird AF Amazon Prime Day Deals. And right. the first one is uh, 20% off an adult bib, if you need that. <laughs> um, 40% off sheep placenta cream, because you got to have some of that in your life. Right. I've been in the market for a new brand, because my previous brand that supplied my sheep placenta um, was subpar. <laughs> <the> turkey. turkey. <laughs> uh, I like the thirty-one percent off uh, uh, a cornucopia of fifty rubber ducks because who doesn't need fifty rubber ducks? Twenty-seven percent off a yeti statue. 
You guys, you guys listening to the show, you have to, when you get to your computer and you're done listening to us in your car, you have to go click on this link. <laughs> there are some good ones. There's a cat turntable, which legitimate, that's pretty cool. Cause what cat right. doesn't want a turntable? Um, <laughs> I'm really into it. And these are, these are coming. So these are previous. So oh, these are all coming this year. These are all Prime Day. You can okay. go buy this right now on Prime Day. I, I was confused at first if this was a, like, kind of somebody did, like, a top 20 list of all the weirdest, you know, weird AF, you know, deals from all the years, or this is actually upcoming. Yeah, this is a preview this is, of, this is of happening. what's to come. Yes, it's great. So, anyways, um, enjoy that. Um, yep, there's that's Amazon Prime Day. It's terrible. I hate it. Um, let's go back to normal Amazon.com, please, so I can just search for stuff and buy it. Right. That's all I ever wanted to do on Amazon. You know what's my favorite part of my day is I get down, I go onto Amazon, I search for something, I make that uh, Now purchase. that I'm back in a major city from where I normally normally live, I'm like, I'm considering, do I need anything on Amazon Prime now? Like, is there something I need in an hour? <laughs> Makes you ask this ridiculous question that is so, you know, so so messed up, but also so amazing that it's a possibility to ask. Um, I wonder fair. if I could, one day I want to be able to request specific droid delivery. Like, I want something that's going to be delivered by a droid when that's a thing. So that'll oh, be fun. I do want that. I think it's like, I, that's my dream, right, is that I get to a hotel, I'm missing something, and then a drone flies, and it's like, here's your batteries, James. Like, what? You're my best friend. Don't go away. No. <laughs> here's your batteries, James. Like, hey, droid Andy. Like, <laughs> I hope it like talks to you and it's like, it's like knows you because Amazon has your whole profile right. on things. The people that do Amazon prime now, the two times I've had to use it, they don't, they don't mess around. Cause I don't know how the model works or wh how they're getting paid or whatever. I mean, they like, once they know they're at the right location, they bang on the door, drop it and get out of there. I mean, I've had at least both the guys where I ordered uh, a prime now item. So yeah, I, I yeah. think, I think a droid might be more courteous, right? Well, you know, as the world of um, battery delivery to your face hole um, evolves at Amazon, we know that the, the time classic tale of uh, moving to E4 doesn't get old. And this right, week yep. is like another uh, in the world of chess. And uh, there's some exciting things happening that I would love for uh, to see if you can break down and explain why chess continues to matter after 5,000 years of being created. It, do it does. And it has been around um, before anything else a chess was the first thing um yeah, if you were the, to say um, like what's the first thing that ever happened you just say chess right chess um and uh the uh we were we were <laughs> speaking of the guys i'm with some of them are some of them can be really um in a well they lead different lives than i do we'll say that in regards to um what they do and what they value necessarily as a family guy, but I won't get into all that. But one of them said um, they were looking for an option to change their relationship status on Facebook to chess. But anyway, um, so I don't know. I don't know what chess, I mean, I've already talked a lot about chess this episode, uh, but I think the one thing that was kind of cool is, so we, so chess centers back and chess center is a show we do that is, you know, and I, I read through the comments and I feel like people recognize what we're doing and some say it's a really cool thing and some say it's a bad thing. People are like, oh, this is just like a ripoff of SportsCenter. Um, and then other people are like, yeah, it's really cool to see, you know, chess information brought to me in like a 10 to 15 minute max, like hard stop, like, you know, like all the awesomest, most um, most cool, not only chess news, but chess moves from the last uh, week or month. And um so we do the show called Chess Center. If you haven't checked it out, we're going to leave a link in the show notes and you can watch the latest episode and and uh, feel free to browse back. But speaking of negative YouTube comments, it's always a, a weird mess where, you know, people are people are uh, not really into it. I think because there's a lot of people that have 
digested chess in its classical way it's been presented forever and then we're coming at you with a you know a sports center style show it's even called chess center and we wanted to name it something else like like oh, okay now we have chess today right but chess today is like a daily show like where i just kind of go through like in a podcast casual format and interact we didn't really have a better name so it literally sounds just like it's sports center for chess and that's kind of what it is and um you know but sports center is you know, I mean, people who follow ESPN know that, you know, ESPN laid off a ton of people and they're losing money. SportsCenter itself is is dying in many ways, partly because the way that people digest content is so much more instant anyway that they don't really need a show that highlights sports. But I think for chess, there isn't really a way for people to, to digest all that stuff, you know. And so I think for chess, it actually is a... Um, it is an interesting thing to do to still bring stuff all together because the market isn't there yet. Sports is different than chess, and we enjoy it. Check out Chess Center, some fun topics this week, and uh, I'm curious what you think. I don't know how many times you've watched that. I think Chess Today is, is more fun for a lot of people because it's like a daily interaction. We pretty much always get 300 live viewers. At, like mm-hmm. That's kind of where we're staying at, and more people come in and out, but that's the number we get. So people like that. They check out the highlights on YouTube. But Chess Center more is like a recap of everything that's happened over the last few weeks. Um, and so yeah, anyway, so I, I like, that's, that's I like that because to me, like how you're saying, like how you digest content, or like I love your breakdown of analysis of of games that Magnus is playing or, or you know, uh, anyone else is playing. And what's interesting to me is that I I do a lot of show recordings on different various networks. And, you know, the average watch time, uh, I think, of an actual YouTube video is like three minutes or something like that. Right. right and. Right my retention we look at retention rates and you look at all this stuff and how people consume actual content is very short burst they don't really like to watch a long series so i think something like actually your blitz commentary on magnus that we talked about earlier and you were talking about how do people like it do people not like it and I loved it because it was very action packed. It kept me going. It was very focused on this is what I'm going to be watching. And I like the idea that Chess Center is not very long. Like actually Chess Today, sometimes for me, I'm like, oh, half an hour in. I'm like, okay, like how much do I actually want to like watch all of it? So I was kind of curious of retention rates. But to me, I'm interested in Chess Center because I liked, um, you know, I like Sports Center. I think people like the idea of it. Here's everything coming at you. And to consume everything in 15 minutes is like a really great recap. Even on Channel 9, we do this week on Channel 9, which is here's all the stuff that you may have missed this week because there's so much coming at you. Right. And what's interesting. We we tried this to do so many ways. We even had a TLDR, uh, like like Mm. chess TLDR this week. And like yeah. it would, it was like a, like one of those onion videos you see on Twitter, like a little bit of a music jingle, like bump, but donna, bump, 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 and it's just like bum, bum, and it's just flashing things, right? Yeah. So we we tried that, and and we because we believe the same thing, and but I I I really Chess Center has led to more arguments amongst the um, the content team than like any of the things we've done in the last couple of years, where people just say no, Chess Center should be every week but only five six seven minutes or no like then you know that's like not fair to what we're trying to do and it's like okay like we can do that differently and then you know but you have to have a 10 minute hard cap it's because of all these retention analytics that we analyze and how long do people actually watch videos is it worth doing something longer than that and then there's but what i've come to and and i've argued this from the beginning is uh, you know i look at the models of people that do highlights and really funny they, they break up their shows by bits and segments and i think those that do it better than anybody are guys like jimmy kimmel and jimmy fallon and what you have to remember is the power user who's going to watch something for 15 minutes straight or watch actually watch jimmy fallon's full 60 minutes you know late night or jimmy kimmel right those people are doing it as part of like a habit and they're they're yeah, committed yeah. regardless and so you should so the fact that it's 10 minutes 
minutes or even 25 minutes, it's honestly not going to make a difference. They're going to watch the whole thing. And so the key is just organizing the content in a way that it's, you know, that you can splice it up and, and, and share it as individual bits. So if you, you know, if you follow our Facebook pages and, you know, we have my own Facebook page, which is whatever, but really it's just managed, just managed by my team. It's a way for us to get more content out. And then we've got, you know, um, Facebook pages for all the big stars that we work with, like Akaro Nakamura or Alexander Botez. And, and then you've got the chess.com Facebook page. And we, we splice things up and share individual segments on pages. And you're getting an additional sometimes like, you know, 15 to 25K views on Facebook individually just for that segment. And then, yeah, so if you really look yeah. at it as a whole, I argued with my team that I think Chess Center actually does do pretty well. And overall, people like it. And I, and honestly, it's been fun being at this camp because I've had so many kids come up to me. These are kids who come up and they're like, when is the next episode of Chess Center? Like yelling at me, like, you guys took too long on the last one. And I'm like, you guys watch Chess Center? Like, we watch every episode of Chess Center. And I'm like, yeah. and it's so cool because for them, and it's not like, I mean, that's not a, a shameless bragging, but whatever. You and I both know. I mean, we, we make a lot of content. A lot of people different like it. Different demographics watch yeah, different types don't. of videos. Right, but it was just cool to see that the younger generation really is liking that, and and it was cool to be like, oh, okay, so we, I, I like the idea of, of, so now we've moved Chess Center to stopping. There were some really short episodes if you go back a few a few weeks, and I've kind of gone back to, hey, look, I don't want to do this in a in a in a messy way. I want it to matter. I want us to cover the stories. Yes, the content needs to be tight. It needs to be snappy. It needs to move quickly and keep people on the edge of their seat as best we can. But I also want to cover the quality stories we're going to do. And it, that's what we're doing. And so uh, I think we keep a hard stop maybe around 15 minutes, but I want to cover what we do. And we know we're going to break up the segments and share them with people, the, the ones that we think will do well individually anyway. And that's, you know, Jimmy Fallon doesn't cut the late night show by 60 minutes to 30 minutes just because the demographic says, hey, people aren't going to watch it past minute 28 and a half, you know, or on YouTube, you know. And so I just... This is all this is all kind of content retention analytics talk that probably a lot of people don't care about, but it is something we do all the time and something that's like my main area that I'm in charge of on chess.com is not just acting like an idiot on chess TV is like the things that I do as far as evaluating and analyzing the bigger picture chess game on the web and how we're doing with with things and and what what we're learning and how what we can do better and you look at the video we just did the one that I linked the Magnus versus Nakamura commentary one that's like such a great one because the average it's an 11 minute video but the average watch time there is like it's almost the entire 11 minutes and yeah, that tells great, you obviously yeah. we nailed it right it's like okay mm -hmm. like all of a sudden you see that seemed that is that is content as people want it so there are sometimes signs like that where you say okay you know that but not everything can be like that and and you also want to it's not about it's everything's not about views and clicks it's about delivering a good a good product over time and if people appreciate it they'll come back and not every video is going to be a super home run but it but it does kind of tell you okay if you do it right guess what people will watch the full 11 minutes so there you yeah, go yeah exactly i do i do these zamer show recordings i have full length episodes that are like 25 to 35 minutes where i have guests on or sometimes i do like more in-depth content and then i just started to do these things called snack packs which I think is a great name because like a little snack pack, little, little, little snack pack. And uh, the snack I, packs I are like, you can, you can steal snacks, it. Bite size, and maybe I'll eat those like Milano cookies that have like chess pieces on them on the show. <laughs> chess amazing. snacks. <laughs> chess snacks. And uh, you, you get one of these snack packs and uh, it's about five to eight minutes. And people, I get more comments on those. I get more views on those. And I understand because if you have just like five, 10 minutes, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to watch one of these snack packs and like see what's going on. But, you know, people do appreciate once they watch those longer videos, which is super interesting. And, you know, one thing that I'm interested in, and maybe you guys have thought about this, I'm just going to throw away a million dollar idea. Just I'm just giving you ideas. I do it all the time. Yep. What if you started Chess Zone? 
like red zone, but for chess and chess. And, and every, 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 you know, every time there's a move, you're hopping around to different games and, but you have like an overview of everything and a ticker of what's going on. It's right. chess zones for people that really need all the chess all the time, right in their face. Right. Just like a constant running stream of like, oh my God, Nakamura just sacked a queen and his game on chess.com. We've actually talked about doing that with Twitch as part of our relationship with them now is having them help us because we've looked into always on streams, you know, and often you're going through Amazon servers and stuff, but they can get really expensive and they can be um, a lot of a lot of pressure on the server. But I do think there's a market for people who just tune in and watch Hikaru Nakamura beat the tar out of somebody for three hours on chess.com. And he wins a match like 87 to two, right? And it's just bananas. And like we have, we have like retention stats that show like he's averaging 1600 observers the whole time, just in live chat. They're just watching the chess. There's no commentary and they don't even understand what he's doing, but it's just the show that he's yeah. putting on. So that's a funny, but so if we found a way to, to do the chess zone every time, I wonder if we could actually do that with like our computer algorithms that we're always working on. Anytime a blunder is made or a move is made that changes the evaluation wildly. And it'd be cool to have something like that, that automatically maybe had the heat zone, chess zone, the heat <laughs> zone on the board. I love it. I love these ideas. Just throwing them out there. Just, just throwing them up for you. You knock them down. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, all right. So what else we got this week? Oh, talking about some chess. I do have a little one for you because this week, you know, we were watching a lot of Blitz. We were watching a lot of um, chess. We were talking about the return of Kasparov um, and a lot of exciting things happening in chess. And it kind of got me thinking of I watch all of your different commentary and it seems like you get excited about different types of play. So I have a question for you this week where in Mott's Ass, an international master, which is one, what is your favorite type of chess? And two, what is your favorite type of chess to commentate? Okay, so you're asking my favorite type of chess to play mm-hmm. first. Um, mm-hmm. These days, my favorite type of chess to play is any type of chess because, you know, Bullet Brawls is like my weekly. I actually get to play chess, and it's Bullet. And so it's, I think, probably my my favorite time control online. If Danny's in a happy zone, maybe I've got a beverage next to me. Maybe I'm just relaxed for a couple hours and maybe listen to some tunes. It's probably uh, three three minute chess. I, I think that ends up being the ideal where I get to think and actually p- apply a little bit of my my opening knowledge, pretending I still know what to do as a chess professional. And then and then it's also fast enough where I get you know I'm gonna get a dozen games in. And so three minutes is fun online. Um, my favorite type of chess probably overall even just to play is is games still with longer time controls i just don't get to do it very often you know um doesn't have to be a super super long time control but you know um sorry i'm starting to get a whole bunch of calls this morning it's just like people do you know i'm recording a podcast try and get it anyway um i um i've already ignored three uh but uh the you know i think i think longer time controls is is more fun when i can actually engage i played a tournament couple years ago uh the millionaire chess in vegas and i just don't get to play very much these days but it was so much fun for me to engage and actually be like oh my god i remember all the pressure i went through as a kid and all the difficulties of you know i was just i i I realized sometimes i think back and i was so stressed out when i played chess because i was you know the highest rated player in the country under 21 besides nakamura at one point i was you know a seven-time All-American, so I played chess at a really high level, but it also came with a ton of pressure, not just from my parents and all that stuff, but from myself, right? And and then I play now, and I'm like, oh my God, I really love and enjoy chess. Now I can understand why people do play this game. Um, Anyway, but but to commentate, I think I think what you saw with the Nakamura Carlson video, I think that's perfect. You know, three, two blitz, it's basically five-minute chess, so it's a 10-minute game. Um, you know, it, it that's like, it's it's such a, the right pace. 
at the Pro Chess League, uh, which is 15 minutes assigned, so now you're getting a 30-minute game total, is also really ideal. And I think for people that are, um, it's it's that it's that little bit of slower pace where you you almost always get one or two good educational nuggets before it starts getting nuts, right? Before it yeah. really gets crazy and fast, you get you get some analysis, you get some opinions from a top player. You have a little bit more time to kind of say, hey, and here's what you should know about this person or team. You get a little bit of that background, which I just, you know, I love doing commentary and just, you know, talking with people. So I, I think the Pro Chess League, 15 minutes, it's about 30 minutes total for a game. Um, is 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 my favorite for live commentary. Gives me a little more time to interact with the chat, provide some educational nuggets. But if you're talking about like a pre-prepared video where I can like really just like deliver some awesome sauce, I think that the the Nakamura Carlson video that's ideal. Ten minutes, three two bullet. I know you're. I know you're. Maybe you're surprised to say bullet, but I play bullet because. The Bullet Brawls just became a thing I started like four or five years ago. It became like a staple show. But Bullet Chess is, is bananas. I mean, it really is. It's crazy that I commentate and sing an entire playlist that's in my head and and go on like a massive match with like another international master in Bullet. It's, I don't even know why we do what we do, but it's Bullet is a ton of fun, but it's also for junkies. It's basically yeah, it's, junk. It's adrenaline junkies. It's super fun to watch. And I actually broke down. It's interesting. You said three minutes is, is one of your favorite minutes. I am after we discuss the different types of chess and what the different options are of live versus daily and all this stuff on there, I actually walked through that with my buddy, uh, Aaron, and we're playing a game right now. We're, we're playing a three day. I said, let's play a three day, but we were going to play against each other. Like we were just on a boat and we just had some time. We we're coming back in. Like, let's play a little quick game or whatever. We both have internet here. And he's like, oh, I'll just start up like a five minute. I was like, oh no, do a five, five. And it's like, what does that mean? And I was like, like it, for me, it, 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 the extra five seconds, I was like, oh, you get five seconds every time you play a movie. He's like, what? That's awesome. Because to me, it was like five minutes is a good amount of time or 10 minutes, right? But five minutes is a little bit more pressure. But since you're making moves early on, if you kind of know your openings, you can gain back a lot of time. And it actually was a, like a lot of fl- fun to play. So it was kind of interesting to start playing around with a different, um, settings on there but yeah i was surprised you didn't say bullet because it seems like you i mean it seems like you have the most fun playing bullet but i could imagine that it's it's like you right i have that same thing was i present all the time on building apps and doing this stuff but sometimes i just don't actually get to build apps and i'm like my, the most fun part of my job sometimes is sitting down and actually building apps and and going back right. to the basics um which is super i think fun. it's just fun to play bullet because you know, like I said, I mean, that's why I kind of sing and let loose and just have fun. I mean, it's like it's like therapy at a certain degree. And I and I do, you know, when I play bullet with the with the with the members, that's part of the show. They really like that because they, you know, they get a chance to play in the fast time control allows me to play more members than I could if it was slower. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, provide a little bit of analysis, although as uh, the great Nishmet Dinoff would say, he who analyzes blitz is a fool. <laughs> um, but I, 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 I am a fool. I've been analyzing blitz chess my whole life. And, you know, I, I think that things have evolved to the point where I get in these arguments all the time with classic chess coaches, how bad blitz is for online people. And they're just, first of all, it's just unrealistic. People play chess fast time controls online because that's when they have time. And that's what's most mm-hmm. fun, like it or not, you know? And then, and so if you're not finding ways to, to make it more useful for your chess growth, and that's what I try to offer people is, you know, okay, I'm, I'm never going to say a blitz game is as good for somebody as a over the board, sit down tournament, you know, six hour time control, but that doesn't mean you can't get things out of it. Right. So I'm always trying to, I guess, push that, but, um, anyway, it's fun. Yeah. That's awesome that you're playing uh, chess with your friend and five, five is a good time. But people do love the increment. It's like an insurance policy, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you just know, you can think a little bit cause you feel like if you get under time pressure, you can make a few moves and gain some of that time back. Um, 
So that's why even at the high level, they play 3-2, like that, that video with Magnus Carlsen. It's three minutes base, but every move, they get two seconds added onto their clock, right? So after the opening, they've been blitzing. They're probably sitting at about three minutes and 20 seconds each, right? Because they've gained time, and then they think, and, you know, so it's a, it's a nice little insurance policy there, that increment stuff. So this, is, like- this is just... This is just, uh, it's been great. You just, uh, you know, the podcast gives me energy for my day. I mean, if I could, we would do this every day. You know, this is just, I'm so ready now. I'm ready to go deal with whoever's been trying to break into this conference room for the last 15 minutes. I'm sure you've heard the door shake. Mm-hmm, I love it. I'm People ready to go get deal, at that with, Danny. deal with these kids as they, you know, you know, <laughs> I won't get into talking bad about children because who knows, maybe a parent listens to the podcast. So um, anyway, there you go. Yeah. Uh, well, as a parent, I think sometimes you have the right, though. That's the best part. Like, I can't say it, yeah, but you can. You exactly, got four of them. I, I talk bad about my own kids. And, I, you know, you look at their, <laughs> look, I, I, you know, they're, they're toys with AI. But, of course, that's not true. They're their own people. And they're developing their own, you know, stuff. And you some of these kids, some of these kids just have, like, like, first of all, some of their names are awesome. Like, people name their kids the coolest stuff, by the way. So like, and I'm like, so I like go around the room and like a kid tells me his name and I'm like, that is a badass name. And I just blur, I just blurted out. And he just like looks at me like, like with weird, like smiles. And he's like, like, what, what does that even mean? Like Danny Rich said, my name was badass. I love it. Well, Danny, your name is badass and that is for sure. Uh, and you're adorable. You're cute. Have a great day in Tucson. Um, I'm going to go attempt to figure out if I actually have all my flights aligned or not. Yeah. Until next week, you can find us each and every week at blunders.fm. You can continue to write positive. We love great feedback. As you could obviously tell, we love when you say great things about us. But if you have any questions or feedback or comments, let us know. We love to read those on the show. I know Danny loves it. He gets he got so excited when I posted. Some- I, did. I, I, I just love that we get listener feedback because I'm used to you know, we get used to, I, maybe I've been in the negative feedback world too long. We had some issues on the site, so I was reading some negative feedback, and I'm like, ah, I hate negative feedback. It's really hard to take sometimes. It is. But, uh, but it's needed, and it's good, and all that stuff. So positive feedback. I love it. This podcast brings the positive feedback. Yes. Bring it, bring it, bring more of it. Until next time, I'm James. He's Danny. Uh, I can't wait to, to talk to you next week, buddy. I love you. All right. Have a good week. All right. Bye.